This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. We live in uh, strange and unprecedented times. And uh, one of the markers of that is that dum de dum is uh, unfortunately changing. Um, some six plus years ago, I met uh, a most wonderful and brilliant person, kind of by happenstance. If I hadn't have read the tweet, her tweet when I did, uh, definitely the last six years worth of uh, Archer's history, Archer's fandom history would have been very different. I met uh, Lucy Freeman, considering that we knew little and nothing of each other just a few days after tweeting each other and then meeting each other we started dum dum together and it was something which had been in my mind for a month or two and quite simply I couldn't have found a better person to co-host my little idea with I learnt so much from working with Lucy. Um, One of them was just actually to turn up and be a bit professional. In the first few episodes, first few months, whisper it, I didn't always actually that week listen to the Archers. And she never actually admonished me about that, but she always came and brought her A-game to the show. She was all monologued up and that forced me to kind of up my game and not to so much wing it by the seat of my pants. And then listening to her, I was utterly flummoxed by her, not only her comic brilliance, but by her insight into humanity and I remarked on it frequently whilst doing the show, but I would just literally jaw drop as how insightful and how Lucy has a way of articulating things that you didn't even know were a thing. Like, oh my gosh, yes, people are like this. People do do that. 
she is an observer of the human spirit psyche and behavior par excellence is our freeman and then one of the geniuses one of her many geniuses is the fact that she has the ability to be vulnerable in a way that chimes with the listeners her talks about her battles with depression created the biggest mailbag when she said i suffer from depression i need medication and going out and having a jog is not going to do it this is the way my my brain is it's an illness so many listeners took solace in the fact that their battles with mental health weren't solely their problem their fault their weakness there was somebody who they listened to week after week admitting that she you know suffers in a way that they could connect with that level of emotional honesty really chimed with me and as a person i've become much more open and in tune with my own foibles when i started doing the show i was unbeknownst to me in the last couple of months of my of my marriage and like many men and especially black men if i'm being totally honest we are incredibly proud and we don't lead with our vulnerabilities anyway let's put it that way and i always wanted to go on a walkie talkie with lucy i remember once she said royfield there'd be no point you wouldn't really open up you'd never talk about anything and that was quite profound for me because i realized that i wasn't giving completely of myself honestly i didn't understand myself i wasn't prepared to to strip myself bare and she was completely notly right some think that working alongside somebody like lucy does do is force you to to look at yourself and to and to try and at least to become more human the other thing that lucy did was to utterly chime with the listeners and it's something that for me isn't isn't necessarily a science i'm very conscious of the fact that i'm not quite middle england and i don't think it's disparaging to say that lucy is middle england so she got the very beating heart of the listeners she got them and they got her and it's because of all of these things that dumdy dum became the thing that it became she will always be our lucy and she'll always be a part of of dumdy dum doesn't matter how long the podcast goes goes on for i never thought back in 2014 that the show would last for six years i honestly thought if you had said to me how long would this last i'd have said a year at that point 
Dumpty Dum was my third podcast. I don't know how to make a conquer the world, and then I've been, I'd started Mid Atlantic. Every prediction, or every hope, sorry, every hope, that's much better, with Dumpty Dum has actually come true. With the exception of one, we never got on Radio 4 Extra, but live shows, people calling in every week, meetups around the world, all those things have happened. And in large part, in large part, it's because of Lucy V. Freeman. We were a partnership, but I'm under no illusions that it was 50-50. In the mind's eye of the listener, uh, she was the show. She was their best friend. She was their sister. She was their confidant. She was the person who they wanted to go and have a drink with down the pub. They were the person, she was the person that they wanted to put their arm around them when they had their dark moments. People tuned into the show to hear her talk about whatever because they felt they knew that she was their best friend. We'll always mention her name on every episode of Dumpty Dum. Whatever she does in the future, we will uh, watch it, we will pimp it, we'll promote it, we'll evangelise about it, uh, because, quite simply, without Lucy, there might have been a Dumpty Dum, but it wouldn't have been Dumpty Dum. Thank you for the last six years, Lucy. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by managers. Dumpty Dum, it's Glenn here. On the Archers, well, the second week of monologue style was a significant improvement on the first in my view. But you've heard quite a lot from me in recent weeks, and I was going to spare you my prattle for a while. Then the terrible news came in. No, not that Jill Archer is doing a book of her wartime memories, God help us. News much closer to home, our Dumpty Dum home, the news that Lucy is leaving us. I'm very sad to hear this, and I'll miss her greatly. Lucy's monologues were the thing that really hooked me onto the show in the first place, and it's been a joy to listen to her and Royfield in partnership for the last six years. But a woman's got to do what a woman's got to do, and only Lucy can know what's best for her and when it's right to leave the show.
All I can say is thank you very much for all the joy and laughs and more. Best wishes for everything you do in the future. And please, please come back sometimes as a guest host, if only to ensure Royfield doesn't turn Dumpty Dum into a show about Marvick comic heroes. Thanks, as ever, for the podcast. We love you, Lucy, and stay safe, everybody, in Dumpty Dum land. Bye for now. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that has centred an Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the drive time radio bosses to DJ, that is Roy Hill Brown. And with me, I have the Holliton honker, that is... Kerry Warbis. And the last part of this week's sheep shearing competition, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dumpty Dum is from Joe Ann Smith and her unfeasibly large organ. <laughs> that did not make a sound, didn't it? I loved it. It was rather beautiful. Mm. Now, Joanne, if you remember uh, back to a few episodes ago, I opined that I reckon I'd lost the Dumpty Dum. It'd fallen down the back of the sofa. And uh, so I, I called out to Dumpty Dummers near and wide and I said, if you've not had your Dumpty Dum played, it's because it's fallen down the back of the sofa. It was Joanne's. She emailed me and she went, oi, mush, <laughs> idiot. It was mine. Me and me big organ. So here you go. This is Joanne. She's, she, she found her organ. And more, more to the point, thank you for that, Joanne. Now, Kerry, if somebody else would like to send us in a dum-de-dum, they don't need to have a big church organ now, do they? They do not, no. Um, if you would like to sing us a dum-de-dum or leave us a plot prediction, then call us on 0203 031 3105. Leave us a message on SpeakPipe or send a text message starting with DUMB to 077-862-00690. Thanks to Yokel Bear and Millie Bell, our social media supremos, Cosmo for his podcast roundups, Shambridge for her voices and to Derek for the loan of the back bedroom. You know what we should actually, what I'm going to do here in future? I'm going to say... And thank you for Lucy V. Freeman for helping to create the whole edifice that is the Dumpty Dum universe. Mm. I have to add that in. Yeah. On this week's episode, oh, folks, it's gonna. There's a lot of calls. We hear views from General Store. He's back. Occasional Tony. He's got the same surname as the Tricky Winger who played for Green Home Junior School in the 1970s. Cox, Elsa, Merlin from Jersey. Rosie Porty with a spoon, Margot with a hard tea, Mia, Andrew, Horn, Dave from Hull, Louise. And um, I think that's just about it because there's a load of people that rang in more than once. And um, I put them all their names in an order here and I forgot to delete them out because I'm an idiot. However, I'm Mr. Nan somewhere and Merlin. There you go. Oh, Merlin's back. So a lot of calls this week are Kerry. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? What can they be saying? Um, I, I think we all know <laughs> that uh, they're going to be opining about this new monologue mm. uh, format. But first off, um, where are you with it? Because we've had two weeks of it now. Are you, are you used to it? Are you loving it? Are you? Where do you stand? Yeah, I was unsure the first week. And as you know, I, ha I listened three times to the, the ball the first week. Uh, this second week, I have found an improvement. I, I've I've actually quite enjoyed them. Yes, I don't know whether that's because it was the different characters, maybe. Uh, it didn't involve David, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, I did. I actually really enjoyed them. They were better. What What's fascinating for me is that I think there's there's been a backlash to the backlash, and which is a, a common media phenomena. Mm-hmm. So, first off, everybody was waiting with bated breath for these shows. The shows then came, and it's fairly safe to say that whether you thought they were good or not, it wasn't the Archers as we'd understood it yeah. for the last 60 years. And overwhelmingly, people were reacting to that guttural uh, feeling. This is different. And now there is a backlash to the backlash. There, there are a lot of cool winners this week, and there's a lot of chatter mm-hmm. I've seen on, on the socials. People said, well, I quite like it, actually. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's good. I like to be inside people's heads to know what they are thinking. And and that is not, a t- and I don't know why I put that voice on. I have no <laughs> idea. It just kind of came from nowhere. But before people go, yes, he's been patronising, I just don't know where it came from. So, so please, please stop. You're right. There's a much more positive um, tone definitely on Twitter, which is where I hang out um, for this week's. And I don't know how much of that is that, people have got used to the format a little bit more or how much of it is to do with who featured and and how they actually handled the story this mm. week. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think people like Emma, don't they? And people like Susan. Mm. Even if people don't like the character of Susan, you like it when Susan is on mic. So you've got two characters of people a bit like, yes, you know, type of thing. You kind of, you know, rub your hands in glee. Let's let's get stuck in. Let's have a have a listen to this. Um, I personally quite like the character of Ed. And I'm always surprised when people go, oh, Ed is a bit, bit of a drip. Ben is still too new for us, I think, for us to have a real emotional response. It's a bit like, it's Ben. Go, okay, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, he began everything on Monday and there were quite a few people on Twitter who couldn't work out who it was at first for the first mm. like 30 seconds or so someone was... thought it was Josh he, he sounds a little bit older than someone who's about to take A-levels but then as it got going that was that was better I thought somebody somewhere so I'm stealing this um mm. observation but I completely concurred when I read it mm. somebody said he sounded his voice sounded an octave lower than it does normally. And I went, gosh, yeah. yeah. So I think what we're hearing are the actors really delivering mm. and trying to emote and, and to feel where they can't bounce off other yeah. actors that they, they can actually see. Yeah. Because when I read that, I went, you are so right. Ben is still too new for us anyway, mm. out of context. You don't know who he is. If you heard David and then that voice, yeah, you'd go, oh, it must be Ben. Yeah. And I think you Ben's can... internal monologue was slightly, di- sorry, internal voice was slightly different to his external monologue voice. Did you notice that? The internal one was the deeper, deeper one. And the external one, it changed a little bit when he was actually speaking. At the very end of that Monday mm-hmm. episode, there's an edit and he sounds completely different. He exclaims or something, and it mm. sounds very different. So there's something technical has gone on there, and it could well be you're right. It's him saying, so this is in my head. Yeah. And then this is me just talking yeah. that type of thing, yeah. which would make, uh, which would actually make a, a lot of sense mm. in, and, in and of itself. But 
I I'm not enjoying them as much as I do normally. No, I mean, they're harder work to actually concentrate on, I think. I, I've seen a lot of people commenting about that, you know, that, that they used to have the archers on in the background while they were cooking dinner or, you know, doing other things. But actually, they have to really focus. And even Kerry Davis, I saw him uh, reply to someone on Twitter saying people have found that having headphones on or in is helpful. when Kerry, Kerry, I'm finger wagging. Oh. Andrew Horn says the same thing in his call. We need to let him have his moment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, I like to we, be um, surprised. Exactly. <laughs> you you like the caller in to come up and mug you with, with their opinions, don't you? <laughs> I don't know they're going to say this or that. All right. This is what we're going to do now. We're going to have a little touch of this. Hello, Ambridge3962. And we're going to go straight in with Merlin from Jersey. Hello, everyone in Dumpty Dumland. This is Merlin speaking from New Jersey. It continues to be a lottery. Which message am I going to hear when I hear a recording of Dumpty Dum? My fault completely. Getting timings wrong for when I'm dropping them, but hopefully this is a bit earlier and maybe we'll catch up completely. Somewhat controversial, but I actually like the David and Josh story. And I preferred the first week of the new archers to the second week. I felt in the first week, what we heard with David and Josh, we learned about their relationship. We learned more about what's going on, what's driving them, how they how they interact and why they act like they do. That's valuable and interesting to learn. And similarly, Tracy and Harrison, that was following a storyline which was a developing before and developed it really nicely and it was completely believable that that's what Tracy would do. The second week, that, that, that was almost unbearable for me. The idea that a radio station would hire Susan is is farcical and clearly just done for the joke rather than anything else. You know, especially Jolene, this touring musician auditioning for the role and they would prefer Susan over her. It just doesn't make any sense. And the her actual attempts at being a DJ, I found very poor. It was laughing at someone in a bad situation, funny rather than actual real funny. And listening to Ed is just really boring. I don't like Ed at the best of times, but the competition, sheer and competition, yeah, no good. So the second week was just fast rather than an opportunity to learn about the characters. Anyway, hope you're all staying safe. Take care. Goodbye. Th thank you for that, Mr. Merlin. And just to clear things up, mate, uh, we record at five o'clock UK time on a Monday now. So uh, we're going to try and keep that set set in stone. So uh, you need to adjust your Eastern Standard Time uh, clock. So what's that? Um, 12 o'clock. So if it comes in by 11 o'clock your time, I think you'll, you'll make the show. But anything after that is a bit bit too close to call. Uh, what do you reckon about the substance of his call? Well, he switched it up, didn't he? And, of course, preferred the first week <laughs> to the second. Uh, so he likes the David and Josh of the first week and felt we learned things about those characters. I'm not sure we learned anything, really, myself. Like, we know that they clash and the reasons why, I feel. Mm. Um the farce of the radio station hiring Susan. 
<laughs> uh, and her her attempts at DJing. Uh, well, she's you know she runs the village shop, doesn't she? I mean, she is the the pillar of the community, as she likes to think of herself. Um, and her across the board appeal—that's what she described herself as having, didn't she? I mean, you know, <laughs> playing Bonnie Tyler—that's definitely questionable. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there are ridiculous things about the Archers, and her being on the radio might be one of them. <laughs> 200 applicants and they picked her. 200 applicants and all of the calls or the, the, the messages she was getting seemed to be from Ambridge residents. You know, yeah. it was Robert Snell, it was David, the reference. Apart from the Holliton Honker, you know, mm-hmm. there was somebody called himself the Holliton Honker who yeah. was uh, putting aside the storyline of whether she could be a radio DJ. Whether she, you know, she could be a radio personality. Put that to one side. I actually think as a a comedic plot device and a way of something happening, which is not really going to impact on the village post-COVID, it happened too soon. It felt, it feels contrived. Well, yes, it is contrived, isn't it? I don't know whether they have a list of how people can be heard to speak aloud on their own. And, mm. and being on a radio show was one of those things on the list. If anybody was going to be a radio DJ, it'd be Kenton. He's ideal. Yeah. You know, bought us a drive time. Kenton Archer here. Da, 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 da. But that's not to say that um, Susan couldn't couldn't pull it off. But it just felt too soon. There mm. should have been more of a build up. And I think what has happened, which has been very good. I actually like it. I know a lot of Corinneras are going to disagree. And uh, we'll do in their subsequent calls. They're talking around COVID-19. And I think they have to, for all the reasons which I said last week. Yeah. The whole situation is moving too fast. We're now, lockdown is being eased. You know, I, on, on, I drove today in Birmingham, noticeably much more traffic. The queue for the driving McDonald's was ridiculous, oh. Terry. Ridiculous. So... <laughs> So just as they are locking down Hambridge, <laughs> everywhere else is is loosening it. So they can't talk directly about things. I, I, I get that completely. Mm. You know what? I'm, I'm wishing on way too much. What what we should do is keep sight of the fact that we have so many caller in Yeah. And here is one um, who hasn't called in for a few weeks. It's General Store. So I'm saluting the General. Hi, Roy Food and Lucy and all dum-de-dummers. This is General Store from a now chilly London W10. I haven't been calling in for the last few weeks because I found the reruns of old episodes quite depressing, really. I don't know why. And I was very keen to enjoy the new format I have to confess, I really do not like it. It doesn't seem to me to evoke the essence of the archers. The, the lack of interaction between characters is really not pleasing at all. I actually don't understand why they technically can't do it. I work in the film industry and I know what can be achieved with technology and I find it impossible to understand why they can't make this work. Anyway, um, I'm really trying to like the new format because I love the Archers and I want it to succeed, but 
I'm really, really not enjoying it. I really particularly did not like the Susan story of broadcasting on Radio Borchester. I found it insulting and stupid and rather patronising to the listeners. But anyway, that's probably just me. Mm. Interestingly, on I find that the younger actors and with the younger characters their internal musings work better for me, but maybe that's just because I can see them using technology in that way. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry to be rather negative and not more positive, but I'm just telling you what I think, really. Anyway, I hope everybody's well, and um, I enjoyed the thunderstorm at the weekend, and um, yeah, I'm good. Take care. Bye. Kerry, I'm just going to come in on the thunderstorm and then I'm, I'm going to leave you to, to mop up the rest here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like hot weather. I don't like, I, I, I like hot weather. I did not like the, the change in weather we've had uh, since the weekend. I don't appreciate it at all. And especially as lockdown is being eased. It's a cruel trick <laughs> that's been played on us by him upstairs. Over to you. Yeah, in London, it was thunder, lightning and hail, wasn't it? We didn't have that in Brighton. But uh, (laughs) yeah, it has got cooler, hasn't it? How boring. Uh, Yeah, poor old General Store, not enjoying this at all. And he's another person who actually does have um, experience of the technology side of things that, that means that he knows it can actually be done to have people speaking to each other. But, you know, it's not the technology, it's the time it takes, as Kerry Davis has mentioned. Mm. Uh, Yeah, Susan being on the radio, we've already discussed that, you know, he said it was insulting and stupid. (laughs) It kind of was a bit really, wasn't it? But they're maybe clutching at straws too soon to find a way of her expressing herself. I don't know. And getting drunk while she was doing it. The honey rum under the desk. Gary, Gary. You've got some honey rum under your desk, Royfield. No, they've got some honey Tennessee bourbon downstairs waiting for me as soon as this is over because it's my brother's birthday. So I'm going to have a tipple whilst we have a takeaway to celebrate Mm. his 38th birthday. But no, Andrew Horn. You've really got it in for him. He mentions that as well in his call. Well, we're just very aligned, he and I. Well, aren't you just? Mm. Two peas in a pod. (laughs) just to just to chime in with what you Mm. said i think that we are not uh mr mr store um who's a a denizen of of notting hill uh, my spiritual home in london um we're not factoring in as kerry says the time this is taking remember there were six new episodes a week the production has been uh, streamlined to be able to produce that in normal circumstances. If it's taken four times longer to record, one of the thing, one of the ways that we appreciate something is up is we're only getting four episodes a week, so it's less, as Kerry says, uh, the two Kerrys, uh, Ker- <laughs> Kerry Warby, re- re- reflecting what Kerry Davis said, it's less the equipment and more the process, you know, and that's the reason why we are missing two episodes a week. 
So, so that's it. Did Kerry Davis, I mean, I was there, I listened to it, but did Mm. he actually detail why it's taking longer? Can you fill me in on that? He did in one way, um, because he said that, yes, they've got professional sound equipment. Yes, they have their sound studios, but their homes are not soundproofed. Mm. You know, that was the one thing which he said. And then he did say that I'm not a technical person. I'm not part of the production team, which is I didn't realize that writers weren't. So there's a group of people that, you know, bolt the show together of which the writers aren't actually part of. So he says, I don't know the the other technical reasons why. And I'm not privy to those conversations as shall we use the ZX90 microphone with the DB90? He just doesn't know. All he does know is that it's taken four times longer to record. So even if that's just the case, there's a new way of working, a Mm. new production flow. People are getting their heads around it at at the production end. That's the reason why they cannot physically put out as much stuff. I'm sure, not that it will be the case, but let's say that the COVIDs go on for for 18 months. They'll They'll get into a production flow and they'll be able to crank out six episodes a week at some point but everyone's still trying to play catch up with with new technology new ways of working new systems of this thing being delivered and i I spoke to um i spoke to susie rids who Mm. plays tracy horribin on friday and i said you know is there a director who's saying, um, you know, this is where you are right now and this is how I want you to live? And she went, absolutely. So you've got your director listening, you know, with cans on. You've got your sound guy um, hearing, wait, I don't, whoa, stop, stop, stop. I can hear the bathroom flushing in number 32, <laughs> you know, <laughs> deliver that again. So I, I must admit, I'm not enjoying it. Mm. I'm not hating it, but I'm not enjoying it if i came into the archers now i wouldn't then subsequently go off 30 odd years later and produce a podcast about it i don't think yeah that's been mentioned on twitter too about you know can you imagine people sort of tuning in now yeah. <laughs> as their first experience of it um yeah i know yeah, but i'm but, but i'm not hating it though it wouldn't grab me i'll be like oh this thing's just on radio 4 and i might tune in for five minutes and then i'll tune out like the fact that this is a British institution mm. and they've gone through these travails to yeah. be able to put something up would be lost on me. Would you say, Royfield, that we are learning anything new about the characters from these monologues? Can you think of anything so far in the two weeks? Where Josh got his name from, the fact that he was junior me for David. Um, there was something slightly today because we know that, which I listen to today because yeah. i only listened to them this morning ben's relationship with jill we know that they're close it's a little bit more fractious is the wrong word ben isn't completely grandma's boy he said you know he did say oh you know she wants me to write this out in a certain way but i do know how to type uh, a war stories and then he kind of warmed up into them and he was talking about the experiences of be- being you know a, a child dur- during the war experience but he didn't go yippee i'm doing this for granny because i love granny yeah. it was very slightly begrudging so if i learned anything an 18 year old isn't it 
<laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. That, that, that's a, a very astute and, ob- and obvious observation to make. But when they are together, you never get the sense that he's an 18-year-old and he'd be grudgy spending time with his gran. Mm. He always says, gran, I like your stories. I like you telling me about the farm the way that it used to be. Mm. So he's revealing yeah. something when he's not with her to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that he doesn't love his grandmother mm. at all. Not saying that, but he just it is yeah. it, it's slightly not quite the loving that that I thought. That's the one thing that I took away from mm. um, the episode that I heard today. But yeah, Emma talking about the, the coffee table and Ed and. Uh, but as I said, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not loving them, but I'm not hating them. Yeah. I'm definitely not doing that. Uh, that was general store. So um, at ease, Kerry. You don't need to stand to attention anymore. Now it's occasional Tony that doesn't call in every week. He calls in occasionally. Hello there. It's occasional Tony here, and I'm proving I'm down with the kids by using my phone to do this and in the open air on somebody's borrowed Wi-Fi. That's why I'm stood in the high street outside a shop that does good Wi-Fi, I hope. We'll find out when, when this thing sends or doesn't send. The, the reason why I call, I've learned to be supportive of the monologues. They're interesting. There's a nice little bits of backstory. There's, there's the depth of the characters that maybe I hadn't considered. I wouldn't continue living, listening to that sort of thing for ad infinitum but for the time being it will do it's a nice fix of the archers thank you and the omnibus goes quite quickly in fact very quickly <laughs> um, maybe because it's shorter we could have dialogue between actors who live together because actors who live together can can act together and we have Lillian and Justin nearly called him Justine who could um do a lovely fight together. That would be a good episode with crockery maybe being, being thrown. Yes, that would be such fun. And Ruby barking. Yes, maybe maybe it's already in the can, ready to come out in a week or so. Anyway, there's somebody starting up his, I don't know, his moped or his motorbike, so it's probably time for me to go. Thanks for listening and uh, look forward to hearing more of your show. Bye for now. Bye-bye, occasional Tony. Uh, you know what I really got a sense of in that call was how still everything now sounds Mm. because i you could hear the birds tweeting yeah he said somebody started up a motor behind him (laughs) tony sounded he was somewhere with some life when i was listening to his call earlier today before putting it on the show i went blooming out i think that is one of the elements missing on this and there are sound effects mm. so before people go oh you know Royful, yeah. there are, but it sounds dead and i think maybe what they need to do and again it's a learning process and mm. we said this last week is maybe very slightly go over the top so we feel texturally that we're somewhere else because Yes, I appreciate that a lot of these are internal monologues, but not all of them. Harrison was making calls last week and he's speaking to Roy and Susan was was on air. You know, just to have a radio boss, it's a jingle or so, just anything. Yeah. Anything, right? Yeah. Because they sound so still they at the do. moment. They sound like they're in a room, don't they? And, and 
you know, there are the occasional animal sounds, there was some shearing going on, but yeah, they do have the same kind of dimension. Mm. I, I really think maybe they need to go, right, we need to turn the wick up on this very, very slightly because as a, from an aural sensation, it, it does feel monotone. I, I think I could be wrong because I listened to episodes back to back. So I, I'm, but was there one episode where there were three characters? Yeah, they've done a few where there's been three. Um, which one was it? There was Ben and Emma was the first one, wasn't it? And then it was Ed. Was it was each cheering? Yeah. I really think the fourth character coming in, and if they cut backwards and forwards, mm. that would it wouldn't feel so different for us. So let's say that in an episode, Susan speaks for. I don't know, uh, five minutes. No, that'd be too much. It's a 12-minute episode. So four minutes, let's say. Four minutes of Susan, four minutes of um, whoever, and four minutes of the other person. There's th three people. I think four would actually do it. So three minutes, sorry. Let's do the maths, Royfield. Three minutes. Three minutes of each. And you could have a one-minute section of Susan talking, then a one-minute section of, of Emma. And it doesn't have to be that they're even talking about each other because mm -hmm. we, we are sophisticated enough of listeners and of media consumers to go, right, this person was talking about that. And then five minutes later, it gets referred to by somebody else. But that's the pacing of this yeah. seriously needs to be looked at. Yeah. I mean, the most they've done is is three, I think, in any episode. Mm. And yeah. Did you find that listening to it, oh, you wouldn't know because you didn't listen to them separately, but as an omnibus worked better. Well, in in effect, I, I did listen to the omnibus. I, I listened to the episodes back to back. Yeah. It, it, it didn't work for me. Okay. But again, I appreciate the, at least I have sympathy for, because I don't know all the technical reasons, but I have sympathy for the fact that everyone is scrambling around and putting something on and giving the best of themselves technically creatively artistically so you know my criticism is couched in the fact that i believe that still within this format um you can breathe more life into it yeah you know but hey occasional tony love your calls uh <laughs> now it's rosie porty Hi, it's Rosie Porty here calling in wearing my Dominic Cummings lockdown to a t-shirt. Hi to everybody in Dumpty Dum land. Firstly, just a quick thank you very much to Lucy, who has given so much to the Dumpty Dum community over the past six years. I'm a fairly recent listener. I think it's been around 18 months, but I've listened to most of the back catalogue and I'm a massive admirer of her candour and her bravery. I wish her all the best in her future endeavours. And I look forward to hearing from Royfield's new radio partners. On to the Archers. I started to enjoy the new format, especially listening to all the episodes in one go, as I did this morning on the beach. The storytelling flowed together, and I really enjoyed Susan's solo mea culpa after Chili Gates on Radio Borsetshire. Very human and believable. I'm sure we've all been there with a few drunken ramblings. There are elements of the show this week which were very reflective of lockdown, and I think we were very lucky to have Nick Warburton back in the saddle. In terms of lockdown predictions, I agree with the previous caller in that the gangmaster setup could be uncovered by the police following up on a nosy neighbour reporting Gavin for his visit to the slave flat. 
a lockdown characteristics of us Brits, at least, is that people are far more aware as to what's going on in their immediate neighbourhood. It wouldn't take too many visits for a neighbour to call 101 and report suspicious goings on. And the whole show could be up. Three young undernourished men living in a cramped, poorly furnished flat with no passports or driving licence to verify their identity. Even Harrison Byrne should be able to work out what's been going on. And I'm sure that Joy's been keeping a watchful eye on Philip and Gavin from her French windows. Fingers crossed for a double arrest and a rescue mission. Take care, everybody, and stay safe. Bye-bye, Rosie. What do you reckon, Kerry? Oh, she's lovely, isn't she? Um, yeah, she, she, yeah, I liked her, her comment about the human element of the drunken ramblings and then the, the regret afterwards. We can all uh, identify with that, can't we? And, and she, she, again, was someone who was saying listening to them all back to back meant that the storytelling flows together better in mm. the thing that you're not very enjoying very much. <laughs> but I think it does. The omnibus is the way forward. Mm. You know, it's funny. I haven't listened to an omnibus in in years now. Mm. Uh, not on a Sunday or not on any other day, you know, but by a podcast. I I, I kind of do like my arches in twelve minute missives. Like, yeah, there you go, as opposed to like a a long slow eruption that mm. that lasts for an hour plus. But there's so, only four of them in the omnibus. Yeah, that that is true and even though i said i didn't listen to the omnibus in effect i did but mm-hmm. it was four episodes back to back so i got this is bbc radio sounds you know whatever <laughs> uh, in, in between you know what i will consume it that way just for you miss warbis excellent next week. well done there you go uh yeah the slavery story being busted she's hoping for that to happen um Will it be? Even Harrison may work it out if people snitch. Um, I know that Natasha is featuring this week. Hmm. I haven't seen any mention of Phil, but he may well be. I think, and I might have said this last week, I'm I'm not sure. Um, Because there you go, where my internal monologues start and end Hmm. and actual uh, monologues on this podcast start and end I, it's a massive blurry line so um i might have said this before i think we'll be ill served oh yeah if this gets busted in this monologue uh format yeah because of kirsty ne- needing to wail exactly we need that we need, you know, you bastard, you this, you that. We 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 need all of that. It can't be an internal monologue. You know, it can't Speaking be. of bastards, I'd like to hear how Russ and Lily are getting on. <laughs> <laughs> Lily's a bastard? That's harsh. Harsh. <laughs> but you know, I would. How how are they getting on with Russ in lockdown? Mm. I I agree with you. And I think it's not by accident that in the two weeks we had of this, there is no evident insipid conflict because the, because this format doesn't serve that well. It doesn't, mm. you know. Apart from David's it, conflict with the lasagna. <laughs> I rest my case. 
<laughs> it's like if, if we're pulling that up as evidence that they can have conflict and uh, contrast, you know, and it's lasagna, you know, we are looking at the nuance of Ben and his grandmother, Jill, as opposed to black and white. Yeah. Barney's. It's all quite low level. Low level stuff. Yeah, exactly. The conflicts of ethics. High level stuff. A bit of punchiness. People losing it in lockdown. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know with this format. What do you think? Surely, what Natasha is going to talk about is getting stuff on from ASOS. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. it's going to be with Natasha. It's going to be a case of, ooh, I fancy a new pair of boots. Mm. That, that was Geordie, <laughs> not Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go on to ASOS yeah. and then, and then uh, oh, I recommend. With my, yeah. it, well, no, it wouldn't even be that. It'll be a case of, so they're saying, if I like these boots, that I'll probably like this jacket, and I do. I think I'll have that too. And you say, ah, yeah. and then it'll be a case of, so I've spent two hundred and fifty-seven pounds. Hmm. I don't know how I'm going to hide this from Tom. <laughs> you know, it's like, anyway, anyway. Um, Rosie Porty, um, that 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 was her, and I think. I think you got your money's worth out of us, Rosie. Now it's upper low east west side, and it's our with a spoon. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Greetings, Royfield. This week's co hosts, Millie Bell, Yoko Berra, and may I say for the final time, Lucy. Along with all Dumsy Dummers around the world, it's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. First, just a bit about the Archers. Really, Susan, you're a polished radio broadcaster in two minutes? Are the scriptwriters trying to impugn the well-honed skills of podcasters everywhere? Without going into details, (laughs) at least we had a look into the reality and origins of Susan's insecurities, which are very close to her surface. Both she and Emma have their issues. Much more to say about all that, but no time today. I'd been planning to start off this caller in, by noting that this weekend has been the two-year anniversary of my heart attack. Time goes by so quickly. I recall how crappy and sad I was feeling at the time and how much support I received from all of you. I'm happy to say I've made a complete recovery, but it's a reminder of the great community we have here. With all thriving communities, we need great leaders. And for six years, we've had two outstanding ones in Lucy and Royfield. Lucy, since your announcement of stepping down as co-host, You've received countless plaudits and notes of appreciation on social media, including from me, so I won't belabor the point, because I'm sure there are many, many people who are queuing up to speak. Lucy, in turns, you're funny, wise, sardonic, open, and supportive. You made me feel welcome when I first started contributing five years ago. I'm so glad to have gotten to know you, both over the air and in person. I look forward to your future visits to the Upper Lower East West Side, and to reading your insightful tweets about everything. Nothing but the best for you in the future. Gee, I hope you're listening to this with a spoon. Oh, thank you for that, Mr. Spoon. And it's just a, a quick note to say uh, to everybody that um, 
our Lucy. She'll always be our Lucy. She is actually on SoundCloud. And there is last week's monologue, uh, which she obviously had penned, uh, is, is on SoundCloud. So if you type it, go to SoundCloud, type in Lucy V. Freeman, or and you'll, you'll go find it. And, um, you know, she'll always be... Uh, She'll always be an integral part of the show. Just because she's not going to be on it um, every week doesn't mean that she's still not our Lucy and still not part of the essential DNA that has created this wonderful community for the last six years. So go on to SoundCloud, uh, go listen uh, to at least you get last week's uh, monologue. So there, there you go. Uh, so that's Mar. That, Margot. That was spoon. Yeah. yeah. Next. Is Margot, who's in the state next door. I reckon if you, I was going to say, if you looked out of Witherspoon's uh, apartment, you could actually see across the Hudson and actually then go and see uh, Jersey, where, where Margot lives. But Jersey, the Garden State, it might be relatively geographically a small state, but I don't know if you see Margot's house. But you could probably swim across that river, get out the other side, towel yourself off, and then get an Uber and get there. Is Margot. I don't know why I said that. Hello, Royfield, Lucy, and Dumpty Dummers all over the world. It's Margot from New Jersey. I'd like to first address that last week you heard my youngest daughter, Matilda, who was three in the background. I normally try to record when my girls are visiting with their father or when I've chucked them into the backyard, but this time they were inside and Matilda was attempting to scale the couch. So I was just trying to quickly record. But don't worry, my fast pace of speaking is actually pretty normal for me. And Royfield, it's not joisy. That's just something out-of-towners and Bennies say. We pronounce our R's much more than that. Now on to Ambridge. The excitement of having Ambridge back is now kind of fading for me. And now I'm just wishing that there was an end to the monologues. Although I enjoyed the bit with Susan exposing Neil's, I guess, uh, kink or certain kind of turn-on to spices, that did give me a good laugh in an otherwise serious week in the real world here in New Jersey. I did also enjoy the fact that Ed finally told Emma that he hates her coffee table, and now we know what the thing looks like. So it sounds pretty tacky, and I'm now wondering how Emma would have decorated their home had they gotten it. I hope you're all safe and well. Tatty, bye, Margot. Um, yeah, she didn't sound as uh, like she didn't sound like she's on speed. This week, <laughs> <did she? laughs> yeah. Just calling it as it is, there, Margot. You sounded a bit more relaxed. Yeah, mm. we, we were right about her child climbing on things, weren't we? We were. Well, that, that was you. you you're, you're the perceptive one. You're yeah. the perceptive one. <laughs> so she, she, the excitement has faded for Margaret and she wants the monologues to end. Hmm. As I said, as we said at the top of the shop, start of the show, dividing opinion. And uh, yeah, there's a backlash to the backlash. And, but some people are liking it and some, some people yeah. aren't. And, you know, I, mm, yes, I, I, I can't say any more at the risk of just repeating <laughs> myself. But, yes, I, I understand if you have, uh, you know, anyway. Mm, moving swiftly on. Mia, Mia Fox, <laughs> you're up. Hi, Royfield and all dumpty dum peeps worldwide. This is Mia, socially distant up in Newcastle land. I hope you're all well and keeping safe. Just a few thoughts on the um, the current format of the Archers uh, with the internal kind of monologues and thoughts going on. Obviously, some listeners will really like them, some not at all. But I think it's safe to say it's a little bit hit and miss. Some, some great episodes, but a couple of not so great ones. Unless, of course, on Monday evening we hear 
Ruth and her internal monologue saying, Oh, crikey, it's lasagna night. I can't stand making it, but it's Davis' favourite. <laughs> that would be quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'm quite enjoying the um, internal monologues. I-, I wouldn't mind an odd one like that being inserted in normal lifetimes. But I'm a, mm, I wish there was a little bit more mention to do with the the genuine situation of, of the coronavirus. Not not in detail about, you know, the government's uh, briefing or anything like that, but just sort of mentioning somebody they know who's in hospital or um, maybe the clap for carers on the Thursday, something like that would be nice. And, of course, they could re- record a Zoom meeting between two of them and play that. That would work, I think. Um, anyway, thanks ever so much for keeping Dumpty Dum going. Loving the Zooms on Friday night. I'm looking forward to tonight with... Uh, Tracy Oribin, that'd be great. And just keep well and safe. Love to you all. Take care now. Bye. Thank you for that, Mia. Um, that would be good if Ruth said, I hate making that lasagna for David. It would. For me, that would be the only real payoff of, of that whole <laughs> thing. It, it, it really would, you know. And and actually, that would be delayed satisfaction mm. if they waited a couple of weeks until we got her on to say oh it's lasagna night again oh, you know i hate doing it <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah I, 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 mm. um one thing i would say mm. um is uh mia she's awesome she's also a big fan of harry potter and she goes on to the book of face and she she reads out uh chapters of harry potter uh, live and uh, and and I've caught up and I and I've and I've watched a few and I've never read a stitch of Harry Potter and I've never watched a Harry Potter movie from start to end. But she's a big Potter writer, if that's even the adjective to use. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in the COVIDs, she's been bringing Harry Potter to the masses on on Facebook, and she's always on on the Zoom calls. And uh, you know, she's exuberant with her kind of like fulsome participation in the quizzes and stuff so we're we're loving a bit of Mia and this week we have um Anya who played Lexi um she will be on on your tablet on your iPad on your laptop or desktop or computer enabled device at approximately 7 p.m this Friday uh you know what to do folks uh, you go if you want to get on the Zoom so you can ask our Lexi a question. Uh, DM Dumpty Dum or me on the Twitters, or send an email to royfield at gmail dot com, or be on the Flick app, or be on the Facebook group, the Dum Dum Facebook group, or be um, somebody who's on the inside of Archer's Academics. I do put the passwords on Archer's Academics as well. If Zoom is too much for stretch for you. Just go onto YouTube and search for Dumbly Dum Does Zoom and you'll find it. But the links for that will also be on the various bits of Dumbly Dum Media. So Facebook, Twitter, blah, 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 all of that. And uh, I'm really uh, looking forward to that. And then next week we have Roy Tucker, Ian Pepperell, who mm-hmm. plays a Roy Tucker, which is going to be, I'm going to be a little bit um, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah. So, out <laughs> of all the archers actors, it's like this is the one. Who's like, oh yeah, hello. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you bastard! Well, you what's the point of Roy? 
Yes. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> I will. You 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 got to be honest about these. Things, yeah, you do. You know. Yeah. You know. So I can't for weeks be banging on and saying what's the point, and then not be able to face the actor and yeah. say, why are you still on this? The character, not you, the actor. You're awesome. You're great. You know. Maybe uh, he'll why... wonder what's the point of Roy as well. Who knows? Mm. I actually know his opinion on all of that because we have been emailing each other. That's all I'm going to say. Mm, I've got the inside track on that. Uh, so, uh, Mia, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for uh, another sterling contribution to the world of Dum De Dum. Uh, but now here's somebody who's contributed literally from, from episode one. He, he's up there in our pantheon. It's Andrew Horn, who you've done your best, Kerry Warbis, to nix in this episode by every point that he's about to make. You've made it and answered it. But anyway, let's hear it from our Andrew. Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. Um, two weeks in now to the new format. I have to say I'm quite enjoying it, really. And I think um, that I wear headphones because I listen when I'm walking and that helps. Apparently, Kerry Davis said that uh, various people had found it. It helped and and he is God after all. So, um, yeah, it gets my vote for a while, um, at least. And um, I, I do like the fact that they're not focusing too much on the actual uh, virus, but uh, alluding to it. We get enough of that on the news after all. Um, I also appreciate the humour and the of uh, talking Susan talking about recording from a home office, home studio when she is exactly recording from a home studio. Uh, well done, script writers. A little bit of a uh, 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 humour there for us, but I do not appreciate Susan um, so out of character. She would not have got drunk on her first show, and. Um, it had been far too important to her. Uh, it got me quite cross, really. And I will phone in again soon. Bye. Mm. So, um, do we just move on from Andrew because you aren't? <laughs> no, lovely, lovely Andrew. Go on then. The, the, the mic is all yours. Well, yeah. Was it out of character for her to get drunk, or did you know? Would she have had a little bit? to get over the nerves and then got a bit carried away. I think mm. that's quite likely with her. I think e e either of those uh, scenarios are, are plausible that she wouldn't and she wouldn't. I don't think this is core to the essence of Susan Carter. You know, <laughs> she, she's not she's not a public speaker, is she? Now, if, if this was Kenton, Kenton wouldn't have needed um, alcoholic fortification oh. to go do it. He'd just go and do it, you know. And be Mr. Madcap behind the microphone. But somebody who's not used to public speaking, like Linda wouldn't. Linda would just go on there and, and, and she'd just knock the ball out of the park. Yeah, she would. It did reveal some vulnerability about Susan a little bit because she was, <clears throat> you know, that when she was saying, I, I can't abide gossip. I hate it when people talk about me. Mm. Um, and alluded to when she'd been in prison and the isolation of that and that everywhere she went people were talking about her and she didn't like it but then she happily talks about everybody in the shop <laughs> who listen. and outside of the shop <laughs> yeah exactly um so i think you know she's more vulnerable than we give her credit for i think and maybe that honey rum helped with that hmm. i 
I would kind of say that Susan's vulnerability is uh, kind of writ, writ large because generally people that um, tell tittle-tattle, mm. it is because they feel vulnerable. It's a way of one-upmanship. Yeah, deflection. Isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, it, to pass judgment on others. Mm. People that are ready to pass judgment on others generally aren't that secure in and of themselves. But yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Andrew Horn, thank you for the call. Next time, I'll make sure that <laughs> Kerry doesn't answer all your points before you get on air, sir, because there's all there's almost no point in having you, <laughs> because Kerry's gone out of her way just to, like, to, to nix you, but I'll make sure it doesn't happen again. All right, Andrew, you take care. Stay safe. Look after that family of yours. Now we've got a new call, Rinnera. Uh, we should have a klaxon or something or another, sure. or, or just an ooh, an ooh. Uh, ooh. we'll have to suffice. Um because the klaxon shop's probably closed, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like in the COVIDs. <laughs> Where'd you get a klaxon from? You know, you can't. One in Hardly one hour. <laughs> All right, Dave from Hull. Hi, Royfield. Hi, co-presenter. And uh, hello, Dumpty Tummers. I'm Dave from Hull. I'm Dave Harding on the Zooms, Davey Speedstar on the Twitters. Uh, I've been listening to Dumpty Dum for a couple of years now. I've been listening to the Archers pretty much all my life. Uh, my early, earliest memory of the Archers is when um, Jack Archer died, drank himself to death, the only way to escape the evil Peggy Archer, or Peggy Woolley as she, as she became. Uh, first new character I remember uh, in the series is Neil Carter. Um, I think that was was in about 1972. Um, I'm really enjoying the uh, the changed version of uh, how, the, how the plot formats are coming out, although... It is slightly unrealistic. I mean, really, how many times has Harrison Burns actually caught any criminals? It's going to be interesting to see how the plots actually um, develop after or when we get back to normal. I'd like to see um, Philip and his evil son um, get their comeuppance. And I'm pretty sure the man to do it is going to be Ed Grundy. He got the measure of Gavin uh, when he was out fencing the other week. And uh, he knows a bad one when, uh, when he sees him. That's my, uh, my 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 thoughts for the future. Really enjoying this at the moment. I'm really enjoying what uh, what you guys are doing. Um, hope to speak to you soon. Bye bye, Dave. You ever been to Hull, Kerry? I nearly went to university in Hull to do philosophy. You Steady weren't expecting that, that have been? I wasn't. No. That was what? when I done you... my just done my A levels, <clears throat> and instead I did a foundation art course. Um, in Yorkshire, stayed in Yorkshire for a bit, and then um, came down to Brighton to do. Yeah. See, I'd forgotten that you're partly a Yorkshire lass. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. If I'd remembered that, I wouldn't have said you ever been to Hull. <laughs> there's a very good chance you probably have been to the East Riding of Yorkshire. Mm, except I've only been that once. <laughs> Me too. And funnily enough, yet another thing we have in common. Number one, we both love Brighton. Number two, we both love the Archers. Number three, we're both doing dum dum right now. Number four, we've both only ever been to Hull once each. And number five, both for university interviews. There you go. Yes. So I could have gone. I was accepted and then I changed my mind. Crumbs. What else have we got in common? We both like football. Mm. Uh, we both like Arsene Wenger. Yes. This could be a partnership made in heaven. Good heavens, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I'm desperately trying can... to think of something we haven't got in common now, Royfield. <laughs> there are plenty of things you don't have in common, Kerry. But, um, <laughs> yes. but surely, surely mm-hmm. you need uh, light and shade, chalk, a little bit of chalk and a little bit of cheese. Yeah. So, you know, for any successful partnership. I don't know. If you answers on the back of a postcard, <laughs> what makes a successful uh, podcasting partnership? Mm. That's mm. an interesting one. Yeah, it was nice for, of Dave from Hull to ring in. I love the first time caller in us. It's a brave step, isn't it? It is. It is, and especially if you were like two years in the waiting. Yeah. You know what prompted Dave this week to go? I'll go I was going to use the F word, but we don't <laughs> use the F word on Dum Dum anymore. You know, fiddlesticks. I'm going to call in. <laughs> I'm waiting two call years. In. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe. Well, the change. I suppose he, he's really enjoying the new episodes, isn't he? And he felt he had to share that. That's and also, yeah, and maybe also defend the writers and the production team of put it putting this stuff out. That that was the little push that Dave needed to yeah. go. You know what? I'm going to put my head above the parapet, but I'm still going to keep my helmet on. You know. <laughs> All incoming flack will be def- you know, deflected off my helmet, but I'm putting my head up. I'm going to ring in. Dave, Well, thank <laughs> Right. I've uh, only got two more calls. Mm-hmm. So um, I know they're good ones, though. It's Louise. Hello, it's Laura Davis here. Oh, Laura. Long even. time Sorry. listener, first time caller. OMG, I can't believe you're making me do this. I've got the dishwasher running in the background. The dishwasher is called Camilla. I'll explain. <laughs> Otherwise, any roads up. I just want to say I really did not expect to like the new style archers. However, I'm... You see what I'm doing there? <laughs> Dramatic pause. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> It's not a marathon or a sprint. I don't know what I'm talking about now. Any roads up, stay alert. Social distance. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I want whatever you're drinking, missus. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. If it's the same Laura Davies who I follow on Twitter and who follows me, she sent me a book out out of the blue this week that she discovered, and it's about cruising. Uh, what, what, sorry? What, what, what? On ships. Oh. Uh, just out of nowhere, I received through the post, and I have no idea why it was about cruising. She felt the need to send me such a book. So, Laura, and it is that same, self-same Laura, yeah. uh, because hmm. she was musing on Twitter uh, one one evening, hmm. I might have to call up Dumpty Dum. And I tweeted back and said, well, why don't you? And she, uh-huh. and, and that's, and that's the reason for her call. So, but so Laura DM'd you and said, I need your address, Kerry. You said, yeah, right. You gave your address and she just randomly sent you that book. No, she asked for my address years ago, a couple of years ago, because she said she had some lovely wine glasses she wanted to send me. 
and I never received those. But then this week I've got a book on cruising. Gary, Gary, I, I, I'm surprised this, our Laura. This is this mystery is getting deeper and deeper. Why did she want to send you wine glasses? Listen, she's got a dishwasher called Camilla. I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, she's she, I don't know she's a very friendly lovely kind woman I suppose and she thought I might like her wine glasses but you never got them no and then the etiquette isn't that you can say I gave you my address where are my wine glasses but she still kept your address I know waiting for a suitable time to send you something yeah <laughs> This whole thing's rather peculiar, if you yeah, don't mind me. <laughs> Nothing is normal. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, Laura. In summary, she thinks they're all right, the monologues. So there we go. Mm. Well, I think if we were to do a straw poll of mm. caller inputs on this episode, it's more of a thumbs up than a thumbs down, isn't it? It is. The, the thumbs up brigade would actually win this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. She yeah. didn't expect to like them, and they're all right. They're all right. Right then. Uh, bringing up the rear is Elsa. Uh, I don't know where she stands because I've forgotten. I must admit, I've forgotten the the, the innards, the the heft of her call. But all will be revealed in the next two minutes. Hi, Lucy Royfield, and all the Dumpty Dummers. It's Elsa here. Um, Last week you asked for more information about me and I'm going to give it to you whether you want all this detail or not and because I just love talking about myself, that's the kind of person I am. Anyway, hi, I'm Elsa. I live in Newbury. I'm 27. I have two children, uh, Woody, who is four, and Ernie, who is six months. I am currently on maternity leave, but when I'm not doing that, I am an account executive at a marketing agency, which is what all 27-year-old women are, isn't it? Uh I like long walks on the beach and uh, foreign films. That's what people say on um, Lonely Hearts ads, isn't it? Uh, But I actually like running and swimming um, and uh, chocolate. That's all the things. Um, Anyway, I don't really have much to say about The Archers this week. I thought it was brilliantly done. Um, I thought it was going to come. I did think it was going to come across a bit cringy, like, weird monologues and they were going to go back to their drama school days and perform them like they were Othello or Hamlet or something but I thought it was really nicely done I thought that um Josh in particular smashed it out of the park I thought it was brilliant uh, anyway speak to you next week bye hmm did she say that she was single because it really did sound like a dating profile <laughs> literally all the way through apart from a little bit about yeah she didn't mention but I'm, i love elsa because i did say ring in and tell us more and she bloody well did she and did I really likes that beach walks running swimming chocolate films she's got a four-year-old called woody ernie who's six months this is lovely i i, I like the, the background well thank you very much elsa and you, you... she liked josh on the uh monologues I I actually thought that he was the better half mm. of him and uh, David, yeah. but you know. But oh. the, the 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 wonderful thing about this is 
opinion is so divided. Yeah. It's not only divided as to whether these are fundamentally bad or good. It's also divided as to which performance was, was better or mm -hmm. not. Because so many people are like the older actors have been better. We've had Corder in as say, actually, the newer actors, they feel more comfortable with, with them in this kind of format because yeah. younger people are more comfortable with kind of social media and self-blogging and all this kind of stuff. It, it, it's utterly fascinating. And in a way, you could make a very strong argument for saying that they've hit the tone right-ish because it's so divided opinion. It's not all one way. It's not. You know, it, it really is. People go, no, they're fine. Something. I don't like it type of thing. But it's not a, it's, it's a 70 It's something that a lot of people are talking about. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's definitely, uh, it is divided opinion, but people still have an opinion on it because they feel so passionately about the whole blooming thing. You know, <laughs> people have devoted uh, years to this thing and, uh, and yeah, and they want to have the two penneth worth in is the direction it's going in. Now, um, at this point, I feign any knowledge of whether we've got any uh, emails. So keeping up with Dumb to Dumb Tradition, we got any emails, Kerry? We do. Well, we have a text. So I'm finding the text. Here it is. So this text is... Oh, you can't ruffle any papers if, you, if it's a text, can you? Can you just shake, no. your, shake your iPhone or something? Yeah, I'm shaking the iPhone. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, this text is from Jenny from Southampton. Mm -hmm. So it says, um, hi, Royfield, esteemed co-host. Oh, thanks. And Dumpty Dummers. Wait a minute. How did she know that you're esteemed? <laughs> Because she, she was on it last Rather week. presumptuous. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, it's Jenny from Southampton again, just texting uh -huh. in to say, what a fantastic job I think the Archers team is doing in this very weird time. This week's episodes took me back to my very first listening days when the Archers was a real stress reliever for me. I was astonished to find myself actually feeling all warm and fuzzy about Josh's name. Oh, I normally couldn't give two hoots about Josh or David for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> so I have found the monologues are really opening the characters up in a lovely way so far. I also love the handling of that disgusting sounding coffee table of Emma's. The way she gave it up so easily and made room to dance with Ed showed she really has changed. I've always wanted to like Emma, but she's often made it rather difficult. Yeah, not uh, Maybe now is her time. I think the episodes are getting better and better. So looking forward to what else is on the horizon. Have a great week, everyone. Oh, mm. rather positive. Yeah, rather well, positive all round. Uh, so is it just the one uh, text that we got? Yes, it is. So that's the only bit of electronic mail we, we got through. It's the only bit of it electronic mail that I've seen. Crumbs. Okay. Yeah. Right then, folks, you, you, you need to like up your game. You really do. <laughs> you know, I have people saying to me all the time, so I say to people, why don't you call in? Why don't you become a call runner? And then people go, oh, I don't like the sound of me voice. I'm too shy. I've got nothing to say. Fiddlesticks, cobblers, right? You've got, you can text. You can just say, that was awesome. And then sign it from you. Or you can send an email. You can be like, you can be like quite, uh, deliberative you can be like hmm rub your chin you can go right i'm <laughs> gonna commit my thoughts all right but i'm gonna like ponder over it you got a whole week 
to craft a wonderful email. It doesn't have to be long. And then send it through to dumdydum. And you can do that by going onto the website, which is obviously dumdydum.com, and then going on to contact us, and you just type it out there. So you get it all nicely done in Word or Google Docs, cut and paste it in, bish, bosh, bang. It's been sent through. <laughs> right, so um, now, folks, we're going to um, take five. I don't know why we say take five. It's a podcast. No one actually goes off and makes a cup of tea <laughs> uh, whilst listening to a podcast. You can do it whilst listening to the podcast, but it's a convention, isn't it? It's a trope. So I'm going to take five, come back the other side uh, with a little touch of the socials, and it's our yokel bear. You know what you can do in the ad break, Kerry? Oh, no, do tell. You can, like, go on to the YouTubes and uh, type in Adassa's Kitchen. Oh, yes, your mother. My mum's big on YouTube. <laughs> She's there in the kitchen cooking a Jamaican vegetable soup. So, all right, so it's going to take you more than five minutes, but it's not that much longer. Go on to YouTube, type in Adassa's Kitchen, and you get me mum filmed by my brother in the kitchen. You never know. You might see my dad uh, just like peeking round the corner and whatever saying, oh, what time's dinner? Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But um, she's going to be big on the YouTubes and uh, go go and like, give it a watch and give it a subscribe. And as I said, the first one is a, a Jamaican vegetable soup. So there you go. Adassa's Kitchen. It's awesome. Royfield, how are you spelling Adassa, please? Now, I thought you might ask that, Kerry. You can uh, you, you spell Adassa like this: A D A double S A. So that's A D A double S A Adassa. Put an S on the end, and then kitchen, the word kitchen, and you go through to me mum's YouTube channel, which at the moment has twenty six subscribers. But I know Dumdy Dummers hold my mother close to their hearts. Let's get that up to 100. Yes. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello from Philippa at the Quick Book Reviews podcast. Now more than ever, people are often turning to a book to provide them with a great escape. And I usually get asked, which book should I read next? There are so many to choose from. Well, help is at hand. The Quick Book Reviews podcast does what it says on the tin. It gives you some quick book reviews. You can tell how long it took me to come up with that market-leading title. Well done, me. And it covers all sorts of different books you might be interested in. And, hopefully, a happy half hour with me chatting about life, cups of tea, biscuits and books. Lots of books. From crime to thriller to general fiction, audiobooks, even children's books. If I think it's good, I'll want to tell you about it. And if I'm not such a fan, I'll tell you that too. It's not about literature or fine arts. It's just about finding a good read that makes you want to keep turning the pages. Finding books that deliver a great ending. Fancy a listen? Download the Quick Book Reviews podcast and see what you think. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Joe Colbert here calling the social media roundup for the week. Um, we One thing we've discussed this week is the big C word, COVID-19, coronavirus. Um, and we posed a question about these the monologue episodes. They haven't actually mentioned it by name yet. Um, and are they kind of avoiding that or, or what have you? Lucy Mellon said, I think it's perfect. Much more about the knock-on effects of the virus than talking about it directly. Uh, Andy Bent, um, I think, kind of nailed it a little bit when he said, um, I don't think they're pretending it's not happening. And the way it's being shown chimes with my experience completely. I talk and think a lot about coronavirus at work um, because Andy is works in a local um, local authority education. So in conversations with family and friends, I want distraction. Feels very much like this is what we're getting here. And this was a theme that came out that actually we were worried about kind of before the coronavirus episodes came along, that we were worried about... Um, the fact that we would lose our kind of bit of escapism. And I guess we're still kind of getting it. Now, I know that there's all kinds of, and we've discussed this before, there's all kinds of views about these episodes and how good they are and, you know, whether people are enjoying them. And I think they're a bit 
for me, they're a bit hit and miss, to be honest with you. Some are great, some are not. But talking to one that I thought was great, let's talk about Susan and her radio show on Radio Borset Show. Um, we asked what people thought about it and also maybe some suggestions about what she should play um, on her radio show. Now, Franklin Habit said, and um, just for context, Franklin lives in America. Uh, he said, Trump's goons smashed up my neighborhood last night and this got me to giggle. So I loved it. So that kind of goes back to what we were saying before about, you know, there's still a lot of escapism here. Uh, Al Williams said, Susan is perfectly suited to monologues, as would be our Lindy bots in her prime. I don't know whether they're going to be getting Linda to do a monologue. I don't know. I think that would be great. Lillian as well. Um, also as well, a lot of people said about that comment. Um, very high up. He's Neil is very high up in pigs, you know, <laughs> which is a perfect Tambridge line. Um Sarah Passingham said that after she said that, so that she honestly missed the next few minutes because she was laughing so much. Um, now, John Beasley came up with some suggestions about songs that might be um, like appropriate for a Susan radio show. He suggested Yakety Yak by The Coasters, <laughs> Rabbit by Chaz, Chaz and Dave, um, Dave and Grace Vanderwaal's Gossip Girl would definitely be on the playlist. But this one I liked. He also said, any songs by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> um, yes, uh, I think those were great ideas. Now, not everyone was, um, was really impressed with this whole radio show plot development. Um, Stephen Bowden said, I thought it was ridiculous. The idea of Susan being a radio boss such a DJ is utterly implausible. The Archers is in danger of becoming a stupid parody of itself, trashing almost 70 years of tradition along the way. Somebody should be sacked for tonight's idiocy. But I totally get where you're coming from, Stephen. It was a bit ridiculous, but to be honest with you, um, personally, I, I thought I needed a bit of ridiculousness at that time. What I really hope is that this doesn't, this plotline doesn't carry on. Um, after, hopefully, when everything gets back to normal. Um, now, I'm just going to finish off by saying, of course, um, there was another post this week, and that's the incredibly sad news that Lucy is leaving Dumpty Dum. Um, and I just, there was a lot of love for Lucy this week on the social medias. And I just wanted to, um, I can't go through all the comments because there was hundreds of them, hundreds of of um, comments, which is, you know, Lucy, you were re you really loved. Um, but I just want to highlight a couple of comments and really kind of sum up what people have said. Joe Edwards said, um, Lucy, we will miss you for your wit and words so very much. Love your monologues. Also, I'd like to personally thank you for talking so openly about depression. As a fellow sufferer, you shone a little light into my depressive world, and that's priceless. I wish you all the very best. And I can tell you from my own personal experience as well, that's really helped me with my mental health issues. It's the stuff that Lucy has discussed and said. Alexandra Goddard said, Lucy, you will be missed by all of us. You've made me laugh so hard my ribs hurt and made me cry buckets. Love to you and good luck. Um, Victoria Littler said, as a Dumpty Dum listener from the second episode, I'm so sad to read this. 
Lucy has made me cry. She's made me laugh. She's cheered me up through some very dark, dark times. Um, although we've never met, I consider her a friend and will miss her immensely. Um, Elvis Dutton said, that this is worse than a favourite character in The Archers going. Um, yes, and that's kind of how I feel as well. I just want to say a personal thanks to Lucy for everything that you've done. Everyone else has said it. You've made us laugh. You've made us cry. Your openness and honesty has just been brilliant. And you will be missed. So that is the social media roundup for the week. And I will talk to you later. Okay, bye. Thank you for that, Mr. Bear. That was, as always, uh, quite smashing. And you never know, you might be hearing a little bit more of our social media roundup supremos. Um, but now we should uh, go and see what's been happening in the Twitterverse. You got any tweets there, Kerry? I do have some tweets. Yes, Royfield. Um, so I've got a few that I really liked and then a tweet of the week. The first one is from Sue, who's known as at Tartan Mog. Mm -hmm. And she says, oh, Susan's levels of delusion have reached a level at which the character Susan should talk to the chartered psychologist that the actress playing Susan is in reality. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yes. That's very good. The delusions of Susan. I like that one. Um. Oh, yes. This one's from at Grey Gay Bell 21. Gay Grey Bell. Honey rum before midday. I know you had to listen to Bonnie Tyler, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really disliked Total Eclipse of the Heart. Well, of course. Just like, oh, <laughs> Not um, only was it a dirge, but it was number one forever. I know. It hung around like a bad smell, that did, didn't it? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, this was quite a good one. At Andy Make the Tea, who's Andrew Davidson. Is Ron Miel the one who always asks the irrelevant questions at Borchester land meetings? Yay. <laughs> and this was my tweet, tweet of the week. week. Okay. Yes. All right. <clears throat> so this is from... Furnace Girl, who is at Furnace Girl, and it was You don't want to give Chloe the Thursday clap, Ben. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I've only just worked that one out. That's very good. That is very, very good. I thought so. Oh my god. I was just about to say, what? Yeah. Says, What's so special about the clapping on a third? Oh, <laughs> well done, well done, well done, all <laughs> um, folks. This is Dum De Dum, uh, it's a community of people that love the archers. Primarily, that's the thing that brings us together, but we do talk about other things on occasion, like great things we're watching on Netflix or uh, you know, binge watching or football teams we're supporting um just just whilst we're at it i feel that we really kept on script on this episode yeah, we did. yeah you know um what are you watching on netflix just very quickly well i'm watching lost i'm so so late to this this party um but me and my kids they're well, not the lost that was on tv like 16 17 years ago that yeah, was that's right <laughs> 
Oh, wow. We decided now was a good time to watch the six seasons of Lost Mm -hmm. that there are. And in most of the seasons, there's 25 episodes, although the latter ones have been 14. And we're about to, this evening, watch the last four or five of season six. So we're coming to the end of a mammoth binge watch of Lost. And has, you know, hunkering down together you know, around the communal TV. Mm. Isn't an experience that everybody does anymore? Is that kind of brought family together, do you think? Oh, we love doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're all off in our sort of separate rooms, doing our separate stuff, as most households are. Um, mm-hmm. And you collide at meal times. But yeah, we've really, really made an effort to, and we, well, we don't need to make an effort, but we made an effort to start it. And now we love it. We really enjoy our time. I've, during this, I've had a couple of texts from my daughter saying please let me know when when we can go and watch lost <laughs> so yeah we do um we've really really enjoyed it and, and and part of why i have enjoyed lost is that i'm sitting with my two kids max and mimi oh well you know you know we did we, we my family being fortifying our blackness right now yeah <laughs> So, so we, uh, my my brother yesterday uh, said, because um, just just like you, mm. when when I'm home at my mum and dad's, I sit in my room and podcast away. And since since been doing this show, my mother has walked into the room, then had eyes out on stalks, and then backed out very slowly, realised really mm-hmm. I'm, I'm recording. I'm in my room. Mum and dad are either in their room or in the kitchen, um, or the garden. Brother's up in his room. Mm. So yesterday I said, right, let's let's all watch something together. My brother decided to put on something with Kevin Hart and Will Farrell. And I just went, no, 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 no. In the this is a moment for us all to remember uh that we are we're not only a family, but we're a black family. We're gonna watch something meaningful. So I so we watched Selma and it was utterly, utterly tremendous so good that dad only fell asleep for the last mm, 20 minutes like <laughs> dad dad kept it together dad was like oh you know and 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 made the point that uh, the actor david oh goodness i forget his surname now who's actually a british actor who plays uh, um martin luther king junior that he looks like um my uncle Lincoln. He says, "Don't he look like Uncle Lincoln?" I'm, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> he does look like Uncle Lincoln. But Selma, utterly fantastic, folks. But that's the whole point of Dum Dum. Uh, we talk about uh, primarily the tip of the spear is the archers mm. and our love of that. But we can slip in other things too. Uh, so if you want to be part of our gang, you're part of our gang. There is no barrier to entry other than fundamentally you kind of got to like the Archers. You can be a lapsed Archers listener. We have a few of those. There's a few people that just, I'm just going to listen to Dum Dum to hear what's happening in the Archers mm. uh, and whatever. But be part of our gang. Go to dumdydum.com. You can sign up to our newsletters, which you only get about two a year. We're not going to remember to send them out. But go up to dumdydum.com. You can do that. You can also go back into our back catalogue and listen to past shows and um, also see our doings on the YouTubes and also all the Zoom meets, meetings and stuff which we're doing, which will come to an end for, for the general populace 
are the end of the COVIDs. So if you want to have a little bit of Zoom action, oh, what is this Zoom that Royfall's talking about? Um, you can go and see those on dumdydum.com. They're all there. And last week it was Susie Rids who plays Tracy Horobin. And uh, this week we have Anya. And also there's the quiz. So there's loads of things you can do on dumdydum.com. And also you can comment on the shows as well. If you would like to support us, you can go to Patreon, give us $2 per show. And that is just awesome. We love you. We thank you. It means that when stuff goes down, the website um, crashes or needs updating, it means we can actually pay people to do that. It means that we can send microphones out, out to guest hosts. It, it's things like that, folks, and stuff. It really does help us to keep the whole podcast show on the road because you know what? Hosting doesn't come for free. It absolutely doesn't. So uh, go to patreon.com, give us $2 per episode. And oh, by the way, you don't get clobbered with all the Zoom shows. You only actually, in effect, pay for one. I don't put, because we are doing them kind of like weekly now and stuff. So don't worry that your your credit card bill is going to run away with you and your part, you have to answer to your partner. And they say, oi, what's this dum-de-dum you just spent £58 on in the last month? It's never anything as, as big as that. And we really do thank everybody who gives us a little bit of shekel. Another way of supporting the podcast. Do you know what it is, Kerry? I don't. Do tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you can go into Apple iTunes and write us a review. It's a great way <laughs> of getting <laughs> new people, for us getting new people uh, to hear about the show. Because you know what? Sometimes we rank quite highly on those iTunes uh, podcast charts. We've got up to number three in TV and media. So uh, one of the ways that that algorithm works quite simply is by um, is by the amount of new reviews that you get. So go on and write us a review. Now, there's probably a little bit in red. So I'm going to slip, step backwards, pass the mic over to you, Kerry Warbis. Remember, to get in touch, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105 to leave a message or send a text message starting with dumb to 0778 Twitter, the tweets, that's where this whole thing started. You can find Yokel Bear at dumdydum. You can find Kerry Warbis at Kerry Warbis. Uh, you can find Lucy V. Freeman at Lucy V. Freeman. And I can be found at Royfield. But, you know, it's R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D. Um, and that's it. That That's kind of the show. That That's us doing uh, another Dum De Dum, another week of Archer's action, analysed, dissected, and brought back to your ears for your delectation. This is me, Royfield Brown, at his mum and dad's house in Birmingham, signing off. And this is Kerry Warbis. And where are you, Kerry? I'm in my bedroom in Brighton. Tatty bye, everybody. <laughs> See you all again. Bye. <laughs>